Hi, it's me again. Um, it's been just a little bit um, as the ambiguous update no one asked for. It. I'm just, you know, finishing up my semester, wrapping <clears throat> everything up. And similar to last episode's format, today I'm just going to draw and talk about a show I love. So recently, um, this show that I had started watching whenever I got my first job this summer, um, it's on HBO Max called Summer Camp Island. It released a new season, season five, and as you maybe can tell by my voice, I'm so excited. I'm really happy about it. Um, and so just to kind of commemorate the event, I'm going to talk about it. So the theme of today's episode, honestly, I want to say friendship. <laughs> and of course, whenever you have, I guess, a kid's show or just a simple slice of life TV show, one of the biggest themes you're going to have in that show is friendship. So just the simple premise of the show, it's about an elephant named Head or Oscar and his best friend Hedgehog. And these two, along with another or a large group of kids, live on this magical island um, through the summer with witch camp counselors. And all in all, I find it to be a very interesting premise. Now, in all honesty, when I first saw this TV show, maybe it's just I didn't hear it correctly or just my own biases, but I actually thought that Hedgehog was a boy character. And Hedgehog's a girl, but I personally found the show interesting because I was like, oh, cool, they have like this. I guess you can say feminine boy. Like, that's great that they're showing boys wearing skirts in a kid's show. Like, it's fashion and it's normal. And even though that wasn't exactly the case, I stayed for a very awesome show. And when I had first watched this my life was on the scene a better place than it is now. But the show was so comforting. Um, and while shows like, you know, Steven Universe or Adventure Time are comforting to me in other ways, this show was just calm. Like if I had to describe it in any type of adjective, I would have to say it was calm. And at least in the first season, there are about 40 or so episodes. There was no overarching plot. So I really got to enjoy a show from its very beginning stages. And the shows I had brought up before, like Steven Universe, Adventure Time, Infinity Train, all of those things that start off 
in the column just a normal everyday show eventually become these full-fledged adventures and so it was really nice to just kind of go back to that and while I love my shows with lore and deeper meaning and don't get me wrong summer camp island ends up having both of those but for the most part it really prioritizes just the story and world building over that and of course that's something shown in many recent cartoons but I feel it's definitely a trend I enjoy and something I hope to continue seeing so the first the more the majority of the first season is just Oscar and Hedgehog going on these crazy adventures and them just exploring the island and all that it has to it. Um, There's a lot of themes such as, you know, parental pressure, identity, loneliness that are explored. And I feel Summer Camp Island is definitely one of the more low-key shows, it addresses these issues in a very healthy manner. Oscar's friend, Hedgehog, is a very smart, she's like very intelligent, and I wouldn't say bossy, but she knows what she wants and how to do things. And it's later explored that some of this is due to pressure from her parents. And same with Hedgehog, with almost them being opposites, where Hedgehog's parents are more overbearing and controlling, judgmental. Those strict parents that always want you to be like them, to do your best, and be better than everyone else. And Oscar's parents are more of the coddly, if I'm to say. Um, And the show doesn't necessarily treat either parenting as wrong or one better than the other. But it definitely explores how those two parenting styles, positively and negatively, influence both characters. Jumping to a later season briefly... This is kind of explored with Hedgehog and her desire for control. Um, I believe the episode is called Yesterday's Bananas or something like that. And it actually has some bases off of tarot cards and those types of fortune telling techniques. Now, what does that have to do with a show? Well... Whenever Hedgehog looks into her future, she sees something that she doesn't necessarily like, and naturally she wants to fix that. So she embarks on a journey trying to fix everything, trying many different, I say combinations, but trying to change little things in her life to get a desired outcome. And eventually that feeling overwhelms her And I know that's definitely something that I applied to my own life. Um, One of the biggest lessons I've had to learn is to simply let go of the things you can't control. 
growing up, kind of like hedgehog, <laughs> I was I was really a perfectionist. I wanted everything to be done a certain way. Everything had to look this way, be this way, so on and so forth. So whenever some events in my life happened that I couldn't necessarily control, I was lost and I freaked out. But the main moral of the story is nothing in your life is guarantee and that's okay the things that you can control simply are the things you can control and so that's just a lesson I really appreciated seeing it was not only comforting and a good lesson but validating for my own experiences and life thus far and so that was It's just a really comforting show that lessons I enjoy. Now, one of the camp counselors, her name is Susie. She's introduced to be this, I would say, one of the meal, 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 um, bully's not even the right word, but she's the kind of mean spirit, not even mean haughty, if that's the correct terminology. She's very stern and she's very stern and outgoing, but outgoing in the way where she does not mind to tell you what she means. And especially in one of the episodes in the earlier season, um, It's My Party, she realizes how her meanness has an effect on people. Now, The show never really goes as far as to say Susie is a bad person, but rather explores the complexity of her actions. Um, in the very beginning of the series, she's shown to be both equally kind and caring, but also mean. And I, I feel more confident saying mean because she straight out says that she's mean, but In her, in her perspective, it's charming. And, you know, that can do with some things. I know that she had mentioned she thought it was charming, her kind of mean, making fun of nature. And definitely as a Gen Zer, I can see where she's coming from, especially in the past couple of years. Um... at least with my age demographic, there has been some level of, I guess, teasing that has just become the norm. And while it doesn't necessarily change the history or the meaning of calling someone names or acting a certain way, but we've associated some sort of positivity With those words. Her story arc is later expanded upon um, as to be she's controlling, possessive, because she wants to be in control. And that's one thing that she really bonds with Hedgehog over, because she helps Hedgehog um, really ground herself. 
And it's because even though they butt heads, and even at the beginning of the show, they're quote-unquote enemies, they have these similarities with each other um, that I think is just really nice. Um, We later find out about Susie's friend, Ramona, and this is just a laid-back episode, so I'm not going to go too deep into the story, but her friend has to leave her someday, or one day, and she doesn't take this very well. Now, of course, um, at the time, well, I say at the time, but <laughs> you could definitely sense some, I guess, chemistry between the two. Um, and it's always hard to lose a friend like that. And honestly, learning this part about Susie just made me appreciate her character even more. I have definitely faced my onslaught of losing or being separated from friends and seeing that happen to her through the show and the lessons it shows has really allowed me to think back on how those relationships have affected me. My first memory, I guess, was probably my best friend in elementary school. And I had moved um, in about grade five. And I it was really hard because I had to move to a new school where I didn't really know anyone. So leaving behind my friend um, and shortly after stopping contact, that was something hard. And, you know, as a kid, that's, I said it's hard five times, but I just want to emphasize, as a kid, that type of thing is really difficult. Um, Now, a funny thing about that is actually... (laughs) Whether you want to say it's manifesting just sheer luck or whatever, um, we ended up going to the same high school, um, which you have to be like apply and be accepted into. So it was a very special opportunity to see this friend that meant so much to me after having virtually no chance at seeing each other again. But that was probably my first instance. And I feel from there, I kind of dealt more into my tendency to be quite emotional towards people or to have very strong emotional attachments. And, you know, that didn't really make too much of a difference in my life until about middle school. And... (laughs) While middle school was its own story in itself, um, eighth grade and the friendships I had developed during then definitely were monumental. Um, Just a glimpse in my personal story. Um, I didn't even really consider it to be this um, until I was hashing it over with one of my friends recently. But I was somewhat bullied, I guess. Um, So the people I was friends with, specifically one person, 
um, I had a dependency on them. And whenever you're in that type of situation where it's almost you against the world, it's very, very easy to just rely on this one person. And I know with me, it was a mixture of that and then my tendency to be controlling and try to save this person from things going on in their life from a bigger issue. And that almost mirrors some of the things that Susie and Ramona had to hash out. Again, not going into detail, but that's the way I connected it to my own life. And while the reason Ramona had to leave is quite different, <laughs> apart from, you know, the fantasy element, um, having to cut off, you know, communication or ties and really just friendship, at least in the level that it had existed before, it was really hard because I wasn't sure of who I was outside of this person, this relationship, and my friends. And so I was very reluctant to become friends with other people, partially because I felt I didn't deserve it. I didn't deserve to be loved or to be liked or friends with anyone else. But just the fact I was scared. And, you know, that kind of bit me in the end. And not like it's something that happens on purpose. But in my case, I wasn't necessarily mean like Susie. But I was definitely very shy and unwilling to really trust people. Because, again, I was scared of getting hurt. So that's just something that I really appreciated seeing because, you know, as a teen, it can feel that you're completely alone. And I had discovered Summer Camp Island this year. And so seeing my own story reflected in a character who was about my age, um, <laughs> Susie's 15 times 500, um, she's she's immortal, <laughs> and I was 16, so it felt so relieving just to know that, you know, that that stuff happens to other people, and even the other stories, really just the atmosphere of Summer Camp Island is something I adore. The music the theme song is just beautiful. <laughs> um, I catch myself singing it sometimes. It's just tranquil. It's such a nice feeling. <laughs> and the colors, like the aesthetic of it is so nice. I love seeing the diverse array of characters. And especially with its fantasy element, it's really nice to see different creatures, you know, I say biomes, but different environments explored. Um, one of, I wouldn't say they're my exact favorites, but one of my characters I really enjoy are the monsters, Howard, uh, Sarah, and I probably screwed up those names. <laughs> I know for sure there's a Howard. And that's about the main monster. 
But there's this one episode where their aunt, I believe, comes over and they're all naturally terrified. Um, and so the episode follows them pretty much flipping over their house and personalities and everything so that whenever she comes, she doesn't yell at them or dislike them. And that's definitely something I myself, I catch myself doing. Um, I feel, especially when I was younger, I hid a lot of myself off, um, partially the fear of, you know, being judged by others, but especially after my experience in eighth grade, I closed a lot of myself out to the world because I didn't want to be teased or questioned or made fun of, and so that's especially something that is faced with families. Now, while at least to my knowledge, um, the monsters, <laughs> that probably sounds bad, but their relationship with their aunt is something I, as a Black person, really personalize. And of course, whenever you have more conservative or traditional families, then some parts of your life just aren't accepted. But then you might find out later, sometimes they are. And, you know, acceptance is a journey for everyone. And especially those with more traditional or conservative or religious families, if you are, if you deviates, I guess, from what they consider permissible or quote-unquote normal, then it's almost a two-sided <laughs> two-sided door. And while you know you always want to be accepted by your family, sometimes it's their own journey that they as your family have to go through. And while I'm still on my journey through <laughs> that it was definitely so cool to see just freaking out over nothing and that's definitely something I did way too much way way too much as a kid just having my own biases of what I feel my family is like only to find out hey they actually like this thing and that can go for a wide array of things whether it's your gender, identity, sexuality, to the music you like, or the type of art or clothes you like to wear. So I think that's just something that's always interesting um, because sometimes we place our own biases on family or people part of groups that may have heard us um, before. But those are all just reasons why I love the show. Now, the cutest characters probably is the king and Puddles. Now, I guess I, I can't even say I guess. At first, I was kind of confused because, you know, every time they talked about Puddles, they never really used he or she. And I'm 
very familiar with the LGBT community and everything, but it was the nuanced way that Puddle's gender identity was addressed in this show that I really appreciated. And I guess if you haven't guessed, Puddles is non-binary. And even with Rain in the Owl House, it's just so amazing to see how these non-binary, even gay and lesbian couples are addressed in kids shows. There doesn't need to be a grander moment of someone coming out, but just treating these people as normal human beings. And that's definitely one of the lessons that meant the most to me whenever I first started watching Steven Universe, just knowing that people like me exist in the world and that we're just as normal and human as everyone else. But aside from that, Puddles and the King are just the two most adorable alien characters. And one of my favorite miniseries in the show because after season two, um, season three, four, and it looks like five follows the same thing, they're split into different miniseries um, where pretty much a single story is told through about the pace of three or four episodes. And so they had an episode, or I guess a series, where these characters, the king and Puddle, got married. And that was just really cute. It was just adorable. I loved it. It filled my heart with utmost joy. And so ever, I was lucky enough to find, to get into this show whenever pretty much all of the recent episodes were already on HBO Max. Um, so it was very nice to finally, or to be able to sit back and watch it and for a while it was just my going to bed show um when I first started working it was very stressful um and so it was really nice to just be able to decompress to the show and hey get a few giggles and um yeah that sounded bad <laughs> to just wind down and fall asleep to a show I could get equal entertainment and lessons from. And so it's just something I deeply appreciate. And looking at the months that the show or seasons were released in, I knew that the newest season had to come sometime in December. Um, even though it's Summer Camp Island, the episodes kind of follow a trend where it's released in the summer and then, like, December, the winter months. And so I've been stalking the page on HBO Max until finally yesterday they released season five. And so that's something I'm definitely going to watch. <laughs> and... And this period of my life right now where, you know, I find it harder to really think or sit down and do something or just really feel happy. Um, I'm happy to have this show back in my life again with 
more things to really embrace. And even right now, I sit down to draw, record, and just talk about the show. Isn't taking a break from my math homework. <laughs> and while it's easy to get frustrated and give up, I try my best to just move on to the next thing get up try again and that's what i'm doing right now i hope you all have a wonderful wonderful day um thank you so much for listening um and i hope everything goes well if you're like me a student many of us have midterm or not midterms anymore but final exams so I wish the luck for everyone and hopefully I follow my own advice. But just stay calm and collected and as cheesy as it is, believe in yourself and be happy of where you are in life and how far you have come. That's something that keeps me going, just knowing how far I've come. And hey, soon everything will be done. It'll be out of your hands. So in the meantime, try your best and love yourself. It's much easier said than done. But loving yourself is definitely (laughs) the best thing you can do. Again, bye. Have a great day. And I love you.